we live the elder life, happier life, then, you know, the way we can manage our finances in such a way that will give us peace of mind, in such a way that will make us healthier in life, and in such a way that will give us happiness. Because money itself does not give happiness, mm. but there's a way that we manage that money in such a way that will give us that happiness. From the um, point of view, the our point of view as a banker, well, I would say that the main thing, there are about five points I want us to look at in achieving the right, the well-being, the, 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 the healthy financial status that is desired of us as a child, as an adult, as a father in the house, as a mother in the house. The first thing is for us to know that there needs to be a clear path. What are our goals? What are our objectives? If you don't have a goal, if you don't have an objective, if you don't have a clear path, then there is no way you will be able to find, manage your finances the right way. Mm. You need to have a clear goal set for yourself. As a child, as you are growing, you are still in the university, you have a goal that in the next five years, where would you be? I remember when I was having my very first interview after my mid service, when they were interviewing me, the person that was interviewing me asked me that question, what are your goals? In the next five years, where do you see yourself to be? Hmm. In the next 10 years, where do you see yourself to be? And many of us, that question took us unawares because some of us don't even know what will happen to us in the next five years or in the next 10 years. Hmm. But if you really want to have a healthy life financially, hmm. if you want to be a stable person, if you don't want to be seen as Oluwano or probably somebody that, you know, we say he has arrived today and tomorrow is no longer there, somebody that doesn't have a stable life, then you need to have a plan for your life. You need to choose in your life, okay, in the next five years, I want to be the MD of my company. I want to be the owner of my own business. Or I want to continue to be in servitude with someone. Or do I want to continue to live a life that will be stable in life? I want to be uh, a lecturer, and that kind of lecture will be different. I want to distinguish myself from the crowd. Your ability to distinguish yourself, even in wherever you are, I think is the main thing because everybody could be doctors, everybody could be nurses, everybody could be healthcare workers. But when there are challenges as a doctor, you are you able to distinguish yourself? Have you managed your finances in such a way that you'll be able to stand out and people will be looking at you? Where did you get this from? Have you been able to cope? If that is the power of financial. You know, the objective you have in your life, you have a focus in your life, you have a set goal in your life, then you must know how much is, in, is, is enough to achieve that goal. I've set this goal for myself. I want to be this in the next five years. I want to be this in the next 10 years. How much will that cost me? What would it cost me in terms of finances? How much do I need to set aside? If I'm earning like a thousand pounds now, I will say, oh, before I pay my bills, before I do this, before I do that, there's nothing left. But out of that one thousand, I want to tell you that if you put in ten thousand, only ten pounds aside, you will see that that little drop of water will definitely make a mighty ocean. But that cannot be achieved if you don't have that objective, if you don't have that set goal ahead of you. If you don't have that mindset that this is what I want to achieve and I keep working towards it. I remember also, I always use our examples because I remember when we were building our first house, that time we were in Lagos and we were building our first house then and they were like, 
Our money that we are collecting was very, very little. But because we had that goal that, look, this is our objective. Within the third year of our marriage, we want to move to our house. We want to celebrate our third year anniversary in our house. We were so focused that even as little as, let me take, for example, say 5,000. You know 5,000 in Nigeria today, you, you say it's no money. But even as little as 5,000 was there, we were able to save it even to buy the key, even when it wasn't the time for the key to be bought. We used it to buy the keys, we kept it because that was what the key could buy then. We had an objective, we had our set goals, we had our targets, and we were working towards it. By the grace of God, we were able to achieve it. But if there was no objective, there was no goal, we would say even that as much as that 5,000 is, let us use to eat uh, and enjoy ourselves now. When there is time for us to achieve that, we will achieve it in life. Because that person doesn't have a goal. Number two, we need to be in control of our daily finances. Hmm. We need to be in control of our daily finances. Most of us will give ourselves to frivolous spending. We just spend anyhow. Hmm. We buy things at will, at the impulse. Hmm. We will be on the computer doing window shopping and we just see one thing and, oh, this could be nice. And because we have the money in our account, they will just spend it to buy it. Hmm. Many of us, imagine, normally blame we women, African women, that we spend money on things that are not needed just because we saw that thing cheap. We will see that ah, this thing they haven't sold for this thing is very cheap. Oh, ah, it was under pound before they're very tough. Let me quickly buy, let me take advantage. <laughs> you search yourself, the mm. next time that it is cheap, does it mean that you believe in that particular thing? Mm. No, you should be in control of your finances. Mm. You should be able to stand up and say, No, I need to exhibit a bit of a great deal of financial discipline. I need to discipline myself in my to curtail my spending. What if that money is not there? Won't you live your life? Mm. Let us look at what is happening during the corona period now. Many of us, the things that we spend money on that we cannot do without buying there, we cannot do without taking things, having taken away, we cannot do without doing it. You can imagine how much that it away is taking off our face. But this coronavirus, when there was lockdown, did we die? No, we didn't die. We couldn't go for the takeaway. We couldn't go to the likes of KFC, to the McDonald's, uh, to go and get all the things that we usually get. I would feel that we just must get it. And that's the way to live our life. And if our parents are not getting it for us, uh, they, are, they, they, they don't like us. They are too, they're African and African parents and their way of life and things like that. And if they see me eating, they will keep complaining. Now that we have a lockdown, most of these things don't please. have access to it. Some of us will walk to the shop just because we have money with us and we just spend it. We need to have a control of our daily finances. Let us be resolute within ourselves. This is what I'm going to spend money on. This is what I'm not going to spend money on. If I am earning £1,000 in a month, I would have that within myself that no, I'm not going to spend more than such so amount even on daily basis, even on weekly basis. And once you are, um, it's not as if you have to tie yourself up to that, that, oh, even if there are serious exigencies, you won't be able to dip your hands in it. No. But you should be in control. You must be seen to be in control of what you are spending your money on. Not into frivolous spending. Spend money more on needs, not on wants. Because human needs, 
women want, they are infatigable. If you want to buy and spend money on all the things that you want in life, you will realize that you cannot satisfy it. You cannot satisfy all your wants. But it's only the basic needs that you actually need for your day-to-day -day activity. Invest in those things. Be in control of your daily finances. The third one is that we should have the ability to cope with financial shock. Hmm. Some of us, because we are not in control of our daily finances, we sit down and we, anytime anything happens, we will find ourselves going beggarly. And people will be wondering, is this not a doctor? Is this not a nurse? How was she not earning that much of money when he when was working? What happened? Let's take ourselves back home to Africa. As bankers, they pay a lot of salary to bankers. They, have, they give us even dressing allowance, they give us this allowance, they give us that allowance. But one bad thing about that job, as good as that job is, you could just get to the office one morning and you open your system and you will not be able to log on to the system. Why? Because you've been entrenched. Because you've been asked to leave. Hmm. Now, you will see that most of us bankers in our life, the way we live, way back home, some of us may not know because we are here, we don't understand what I'm talking about. But those at home will know that most of us, after banking, you will see the kind of way we live our life. Hmm. Many people will not even pray that their children work in a bank because the kind of life we bankers live after work is so appalling. It's the kind of life that you, nobody prays for because it's even worse than what you can expect. That you say, civil servant, that we are earning little, little money. That you say, okay, they're not earning much. It is worse than what the kind of life that they'll be living. Mm. Why is this? Because most of us cannot cope with financial shock. Mm. We live the day by the day, for mm. the day. Oh, let me spend this money. Another one will come tomorrow. That is the way we spend our money. Mm. We do not invest in something that will bring in more money for us. Mm. We do not invest in our future. Mm. We do not prepare for rainy days. Mm. All the things that happen, all our harvesting during the trial, that we eat it, will consume it, hoping that it will continue to be like that. Mm. Your verse will say, Bo Nishiri, or Lale Mari, mm. what we are seeing today, we might not see it tomorrow. Mm. We are not wishing ourselves anything bad, but anything can happen to anybody. Mm. There's some people that are just going and they just fall sick. They just have big sickness and become a terminal sickness and they cannot continue with their jobs. Mm. How much is the government going to give to you in terms of aid? Mm. How much are they going to use in supporting you? Who are those friends that are going to support you? Many people in Africa, when you see them, women, they will say they will not work because their husband is providing for them. He's providing their needs. They are 100% uh, full-time housewife. They have this. They, they have not prepared themselves for any shop. And if anything happens to that husband, their life is in shambles. As an individual, for you to live a healthier life, a happy life, and a desire, have a desired happiness within yourself, you need to have the ability to cope with financial shock. Hmm. And how do you cope with that financial shock? By preparing for rainy days. You need to prepare for rainy days. Because, you know, you have your objective, you have your target in life, then you work towards that objective. You control your finances, you don't 
spend your money on wants but on needs. Then the remaining that you have, you will save it for the rainy day, or you invest it on something that will bring something for you in return. Some people, when they give their money to start business, once the business starts booming, say people come to their shop, you see them spending even the area, no joke, like it's the capital and the profit, they spend it together. And at the end of the day, nothing will come out of that business. If anything happens, they, you know, they'll be in shock. Let us look at what has happened during this coronavirus also. Many people Two now minutes are more. really trying. Because many people don't even have anything prepared, set aside for this period. Because nobody ever expected it. And this should be a message for all of us. And there's nothing that cannot happen. Hmm. Saying this thing can never happen. Forget it. No. <laughs> Prepare always for any financial shock. Hmm. Be ready. Some, some of us will be out of job for some period in our life. Hmm. Some of us have never experienced it before. But some of us, even out of job, within the first week, second week, you see them begging. Please, I don't have food to eat. Can you support us? You can see I'm not working. You see I don't have anything to No, that shouldn't be our life. Hmm. Because the Bible tells us that we are givers. We should be givers. We will lend to nations. And how will you lend to nations? Is by you preparing yourself for that day. Hmm. The fourth one is financial options in life. There are lots of options that we have. You can decide to invest your money on things that will just filter away. Hmm. And you can decide to invest your money on things that will bring you income in life. Hmm. I gave an example last week. I'm sorry, but... I'll keep giving that example. But when we got married, that my parents insisted that no, you cannot buy a car. Hmm. Even as Lagos was, I was working in the bank at Marina, at the head office. My husband was working in Sule. We were living in Sule. There was difficulty commuting to work. And we have got to marry. Maybe you got my wife to buy the car. We had the money to buy the car. But my parents said, no, we can't buy that car. Because once you invest in that car, you keep spending money on that car. And once you drive the car out of the garage, the, the volume of that car has, has, has depreciated. It has reduced. Invest your money in something that will bring something for you. Then from that thing, you will not buy that car. As a young person, we felt bad about it. What is wrong with these people? They are too high-handed. We didn't understand it then. We saw them as being too harsh. But later, when we sat down and looked back in life, we saw that it, there was great sense What are your financial options in life? Do you want to invest on things that you keep spending money on that doesn't give you any returns? Or you want to invest in something that will keep giving you money? We ask some people that are not working even now. But it is from their investment, their past investment, that they are, that they are living on. It is from their past investment that is carrying them even up to now. Without them going, and people will be wondering, how are they doing it? If it's a man, they will say, I don't know, woo -woo. if it's a woman, they say, maybe she's into prostitution. That is what we will say. But the person knows within themselves that no, it is because the Lord God has taught that person the right way, even to choose the right financial option in that person's life. Yeah, can you round up now? Then the fifth point, yeah, the fifth point, and the last one is security for those who live behind. You know, you have to prepare for worst-case scenario in life. Many people, we have children. It's even better in this Western world because whatever the case may be, at least the government is there and they're performing their responsibility on, our, on everybody. 
So we will say that, okay, maybe it is not as conspicuous as it can be in Africa. But let's look back home, Africa, home sweet home. Are you preparing for, you know, for, for those people you are leaving behind? I'm not saying that you should leave uh, wealth and everything for your children and eventually they will not work for their own. But when you are growing, remember that you need to be prudent in such a way that if anything happens to you now, as an individual, your family will not be in that shock as a man of the house. Mm. They will not be in that shock for a very long time. Mm. You should have placed them on the right pedestal in such a way that they too, they will be able to live independent of any other person. Mm. And how is that? You will have to teach them by the example. Mm. Live by example. If they see it in you, the way you live your life, the way you invest your money, the way you spend your money, then that will be a culture that you are building on your own children. So when they too grow old, they will be able to teach it and imbibe it in their own children. And by so doing, you are giving them the security they need in life. You don't have to leave too much money for children. But when to teach them, say, don't give me fish. Teach me how to fish. May the Lord God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, we thank God for, for our sister. I know that's not time. Maybe one of these days we want our sister you know, to, to tell us more so that uh, we can understand more from our perspective. I pray that the grace of God will be enough for us in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Amen. that's something I want to talk about before I will invite my wife to come and tell us the spiritual aspect of it. Do you know that uh, I normally tell people that people that normally go for sales, they are immature. If every time there's a sale, you know, because it's cheap and you don't need it, you go and buy it. I, I'm talking to people who are abroad here. Go and check your house. Check your your cupboard. Check everything you have there. Many of many of us were wasteful. You buy what you don't need. You accumulate everything. Akisa, you know, all the rubbish you are going to buy it says. So when there says, before you go and buy it, ask yourself, do you need it? I have never allowed sales to affect my life. What I normally think is that when I need it, I buy it. You cannot entice me because you are doing sales so I can go and buy something. When they are doing sales, I don't go out. People will go and line up there. If you are somebody like that, you are what? You are immature. And you are not financially good. I'm not saying that sales will not buy things. Buy things during the sales, but buy what you need. Don't buy it because it's available. A lot of people buy things and just throw it away. So, before I will call my wife to talk, there's something I want to say here. I want to talk about financial stress. How does financial stress manifest in our life? You know, there's something we call, when we talk of financial well-being, there's also financial stress. I don't know whether we have heard of it before. My sister... My sister, yes, I say, what is financial stress? Um, financial stress, I think when too much of a burden is being put on the little resources that we have, and then we're having difficulty in managing it, we're having difficulty managing our finances. Okay. Or probably we don't have a clear-cut way of spending even what we have. Okay. So, people who have financial stress... Because they don't have what to spend. That's nothing to spend. And that can happen abroad here, can also happen in Nigeria. 
that there's no food to eat, nothing. So financial stress can manifest in form of migraine headache. Migraine headache. It can also manifest in form of insomnia. You know, inability to sleep. It can also manifest in high blood pressure. People who have high blood pressure because there's nothing, there's uncertainty. It can manifest in stomach ulcer. It can manifest in heart attack. It can manifest in muscle tension or back pain. It can manifest in severe anxiety. It can also manifest in depression, severe depression. And it can also manifest in anger. So when you see somebody, you know, somebody doesn't have money to spend. is an angry man. That person will have anger. So I don't know why I'm saying this. If you are in, if you are in a marriage, or you are in a home, or you, whatever ever you are, there are some things you will see in your partner, in your husband, or your wife, that can make you to know that this person is in a financial mess. You know, the, somebody that is in a financial mess will be, very, will be somebody that is always angry, you know, when there's nothing to, to give, nothing to, to, to do. So a lot of time, all these things can, and financial mess can also make people to commit suicide. There are people who have committed suicide because they are having financial problem. So this will not be a person in Jesus' name. But as Christians, what do we do to have financial well-being? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you not coming? Praise the Lord. As Christians, Hallelujah. Um, one of the things we can do to have um, financial well-being is by spending sensibly. We need to save. We save more than what we spend. She has talked about. She has spoke to about spirit, okay, spiritual. What are the spirits? How, how can we? How can we be financially good spiritually from biblical point of view? Okay, from the biblical point of view, um, you know, um, the theme of the message when we started last week originally was uh, 1 Timothy 6, 10 and 11, saying about um, goldenness with contentment is a great gain. So whatever we have, let us be content with it. And don't let us um, spend more than our income. Let us cut our coat according to our size because when you earn hundred pounds, for example, and you have a plan of one thousand pounds in mind, you will land yourself into trouble. You will land yourself into trouble. Yeah, the book of don't uh, let us make yeah. money a god to be worshipped. Yeah, but let the money work for us instead. Yeah, book of First Timothy chapter six, verse six to eleven says, "But godliness with contentment is a great gain." For we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain that we can we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich fall into temptations and a snare, and and a snare, and into foolish and hurtful loss, which withdraw men into destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which some have confessed after. And they have air from feet and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But that man of God flee all these things and follow. See, as a Christian, the first thing we need to understand is that 
whatever we have, we are not going to take it to heaven. So if you know that whatever you have, you are not going to take it to heaven, that one day you are going to leave this world, you will not run after money at the expense of your life. You will not run after money at the expense of your soul. So as Christians, we need to realize that not, we brought nothing to the world, and when we die, we are going to live with nothing. So as Christians, we need to be careful of how we look for money. We need to be careful of what we do with money. That is, that is very, very important. That is very, very important. And the Bible says, What are you profit a man who gained the whole world and lose his soul? There's nothing to use to replace it. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, I just want to mention about the fact that as a Christian, we need to uh, put financial well-being into the minds of our children as well. There is something we call right of rights of passage. There are so many rights of passage. And the financial rights of passage is when you take a child to church and you are giving them pennies, you are giving them money to put in the offering box. You are teaching them to tithe. You are teaching them to pay a tenth of whatever they've got. Maybe somebody dashed them money or they come to some money. You are teaching them how to pay a tenth to the church to give back to God. So that is financial rite of passage. When we buy boxes to save money into, when we buy something we call safe, colo, like in Africa, we buy something for a child to save money into, that is observing the right, financial rites of passage. You teach a child that the fact that you've got £10 doesn't mean that you have to exhaust all the money on sweets, on chocolates and things like that. Teach them to save from the very tender age. The Bible said, train up a child the way they should go and when they are whole, they will not depart from it. So when, when this has been a part and parcel of a child, when that child grows up, he will not be buying things on impulse. He will have it at the back of his mind that no matter what money I come to, whether my salary or a dash or something, I, I should not exhaust everything. I should not just spend it. Some people are spendthrifts because right from childhood, they've never been shown the rites of passage about money. Financial right of passage is very, very important. So let us find time to sit down with our children to train them about money. Not that you, you, will ens you enslave yourself to money. Not that you will be greedy or just uh, be amassing money anyhow, I'm trying to amass wealth, but giving out a certain proportion, being kind to others with your money, giving tithes and offering, saving up, these are all the things that is embedded in the financial rites of passage. And when such a person becomes an adult, um, they will they will, they will have the well-being financially. Financial well-being will be theirs instead of being in a mess. Okay. Praise the Lord. Yeah, hallelujah. So, as Christian, Christian, we need to face reality. You know, there are some people that they will say they believe in financial breakthrough. I also believe in it. You need to let, you need to know that money will not flow from heaven to you. As Christian, the Bible says, see a man who do not do any, any work, that that man should not eat. So we need to 
as Christians, we need to be hardworking. God wants us to be to work very hard. God wants us to do something before we are blessed. So if as a Christian you are called to church and you go to church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you don't do any work, you don't have anything to invest on, and you are praying for financial breakthrough. Financial breakthrough will not come because God will only bless what you have. If you don't have anything that God will bless, you don't sow seed, you cannot expect, you cannot, you don't sow a seed, you cannot expect a fruit. So God wants us to be hardworking. So people in the Bible that will learn about that God bless, God bless the work of their hand. Abraham was blessed because Abraham was what? Abraham was working. Abraham was a shepherd. Abraham was also a farmer. He, he, he was working. So whatever job we do, God does not want us to be lazy and be thinking we are going to have a financial breakthrough. It's like you are having a dream that will never, never, never come to pass. And that's why we see many Christians today who are living in poverty because they are lazy. there are many Christians that are lazy. So, and God hates laziness. So, for you to be blessed as a Christian, you need not to be lazy. You need to be hardworking. And to be blessed as a Christian, like my wife said, right of passage, you need to, we need to start to teach our children. By the time they were as young as 10, as young as 5, 7, 8, and 9, about the future. The, future, the greatness in future does not just land on you. You need to be hardworking. Think about what future we hold. And I pray as we do that, God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, for us that have ministries and for us that we say, Oh, God has called me to do one thing or the other. If we don't have work and we are not earning anything, this is not too good. Because if you are not working, how do you sustain the ministry? Yeah, I want to talk about that. There are some people that God has called and told them to leave their job. If God called you and told you to leave your job, God knows how to provide for you. You will not go out begging. Mm -hmm. But if God has not called you to leave your job, please don't, don't, leave, job. don't leave your job and become a beggar. Mm -hmm. I've had an experience, encounter with people who said they are called. And uh, they believe that whenever they call them to minister somewhere, they have to give them money. I'm not saying people should not be giving honorarium. But it is not up to you to be asking for people to give you honorarium as a Christian. I remember, I remember I went all the program I normally go for. If they give me honorarium, I normally give back to the church as, as a, a, a seed. You know, there was a program went for Nigeria. They gave me envelope of honorarium. I, I even I didn't check the envelope. I don't know what is in the envelope. And I gave it back to the church. I said, I'm giving this as my own offering to the church. Can you put it back to the church. So, on the issue of pastors, you know, having job, I, I don't want to say much on that, depend on how you are called. If you are, if God call you and tell you to leave your job, he will provide for you because God is so powerful. But if you have not been called to leave your job, please don't do it. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. The next thing I want to say is about investing in kingdom business. You want to be blessed? Invest in kingdom business. The Bible says in the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 38. The Bible says, Give is I be given unto you good measures, 
press down, shake it together, and run you over. So men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you met, whether it shall be measured unto you. So if you want to be blessed, be a blessing unto the body of Christ and be a blessing unto others. I will give us example in the scripture of people that God that use whatever they have, and because they use whatever they have, as little as they have, God bless them. Look at the woman of widow of Sarifat. That widow have only little left. And because he believed the man of God, the man of God said, Go and make me. And he gave everything. Look at it. The woman never lacked. There's nobody who is a giver that lacks. No giver lacks. In my culture, let me tell you, financial breakthrough, a lot of times, is not about religion. There are people who are not religious. There are people who are not religious, who are not Christian, who are not Muslim, that are blessed because they follow the biblical principle of giving. When you follow biblical principle of giving, you shall be blessed. You shall be blessed. And look at the, that woman too. The, uh, there was another woman who normally help, who normally give, who normally who are who accommodated Eliza. What's her name now? Uh, the Sunamite woman. The Sunamite woman accommodated Eliza, and because of that accommodation, the Bible says the man of God said, "This woman has been good to us. What can we do unto her?" So let me tell you, being good to people, being good to the body of Christ. Also bring blessing. Don't say, yes, it's me, me, me alone. Me, me alone. If it's not me, I, I cannot, it's only me. When you are good to others, you will also leave the blessing of it. There's always a blessing when you are when you are a giver. When you are a giver. The next thing I want to say is in the book of Malachi. Malachi 3, verse 8 to 12. And it's talking about giving of tithe and offering. So if you want to be blessed and you want God to reward you, you need to be a tither. Give your tithe an offering. I'm not saying this because I want you to pay tithe to our church. Like my wife is saying before about working, I do my work and I'm getting blessed through the work I do. But being a part of a ministry, your past part of your commitment is giving tithe to the church. In the Old Testament, they're talking about tithe. They said the tithe is for the Levite. You know, the people who, who, who work in the house of God is for them so that they don't do any work. It's for them to look after the poor and the needies. You know, the church is supposed to be a place of succor for the needies. Mm -hmm. You know, when you give your tithe and offering, church can also use it to bless people around. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something today. As a Christian, you cannot say, because I don't want to give my tithe, I want to, I want to help people in town. There's a difference between you helping people in town and giving your tithe. Mm -hmm. Tithe is a command. Helping others is another thing. So you cannot use your... You cannot say because you want to help people, you don't give your tithe. That is not biblical. Look at what the Bible says. In the book of Malachi 3, verse 8 to 12, the Bible says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Where we have we robbed thee? In tithe and offering. He, the Bible says, I don't like to read this place every time. He says, ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even the whole nation. Bring ye your tithe, and your tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. 
and prove me now therewith, herewith, said the Lord, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour your pour you out a blessing that there shall be not, not enough room to receive it. And I will rebuke the forer for, for your sake. And it shall not destroy your fruit, the fruit of your garden, now nor shall your fine cast a fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord. You see, look at it. The Bible says, bring me. He said, you, rob, you are robbing me. So, there are a lot of Christians that are robbers. You know, the Bible says, you are robbing me. Why? He said, you are robbing me because you are not paying your tithe and offering. He said, God is saying here, yeah. I don't normally like to read this. He said, you are caused with a cause because of what you have done, because you have robbed me. Many Christians will say, the money we are earning is not enough for us to spend. Like my sister said before, when you say what you are earning is not enough, you don't want to save. When you say what you are earning not, is not enough, are you not paying your, your, your tax? You pay your tax, you pay your NI, but to pay your tithe is difficult for you. You are robbing God. And that can, that can close the door of blessing. So as Christian, when you want to be blessed, you want to have financial breakthrough, please be a tither and give your tithe and offering to the church of God you are attending. So that the blessing, the Bible says, he said, give your tithe and offering. Let there be a food in my house. When there's food, when there's something in the house of God, it's for the people of God to be blessed. Most of what we give to the church will also bless you. Like we say, church need a lot of things that they need to maintain. The church need a lot of things to maintain. They need to know a lot of things that I cannot be telling you on the phone. Maybe those who pay rent, maybe they have some logistic thing they do, you know, like lights, everything, they need to pay for it. So you don't say because, yes, uh, your, your pastor, my pastor is, is, is working, I don't have to pay my tax. Yes, anybody who pays tax, you pay it for your own sake. And what the Bible says is that, I will, the Bible says, bring your tax and offering to my, to my storehouse, so that there may be meat in my house. He said, prove me now, said the Lord, if I will not open the window of heaven unto you. He said, I will pour my blessing unto you, so that even you will not have room to, to, to contain it. So, even you want the blessing of God, financial uh, financial stability. You want the blessing of God. Let me tell you, try God and you will see it. God said, you open the window of heaven. And that is a sure way to be blessed. Even to our children, let us teach our children too how to be a tither, how to give offering. I will always tell my children, pay your tithe and pay your offering. And you will see what God, what God will do for you. So, let's do that and God will help us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. May the Lord help us to keep all these things to heart and to follow them so that we can enjoy financial well-being uh, in our lifetime in Jesus' name. Amen. So, another thing I want to say is this, that will affect us. Praise the Lord. There are some things that affect us that I want us to discuss. Do you know that on Wednesday, there was a message I preached on Wednesday. And this will be like a follow-up to that message. If you are a Christian and you want to enjoy the blessing of God, remember, you are not a savior. God has not created you to meet the need of everybody. When you are getting organized, don't be, don't be for the Christmas. And don't, don't, take the, don't take the 
don't let your don't take the body don't take the body of the whole world do don't be the body bearer of the mistake of others have made i want to give you an example so uh, my sister encouraged us that you should be you should save don't save all the money that you have is uh, is not enough you don't save and again as an individual how do you manage yourself you know a driver you know a man who owns the driver has only one wife and maybe two or three children and the driver we have two wives we have two wives eight children two wives and also have four concubines <laughs> two wife concubines four concubines so the two wife at home we have maybe five five children <laughs> some of the, some of the women will say hey they said to me in the hospital if i don't burn all these children i will be feeling sick i need to burn everything so the driver will have let's say 20 children and this driver could also be a Christian. So the the man who is the who is the uh, boss of the driver has only one wife and two children, and the driver has twenty children and two wife and four concubines. Uh, let let look at it. Who 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 is in trouble here? So and this this guy who have two wife and four concubines is. Connecting a mega salary. Let me tell you, that is a sign that that person will live in poverty. And this man now will be going to the to the boss and say, "Look, hey, my boss is wicked. He is wicked. He's just giving me only token salary. Look at him; he's enjoying his life." So, a lot of time, as Christians, we need to take responsibility. If you need to go for uh, for uh, what do you call it um, planning. Family planning. family planning. Go for family planning. If you can look after only two children, please have only two. If you can look after one, please have only one. Don't give back to children for order to look after for you. Christian, beloved in the Lord, my brethren, my beloved in, the, in Christ, in the churches, please don't just have children because you want to, because the Lord say, uh, be fruitful and multiply. God say we should be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> But as Christians, God also wants us to be responsible for all our children. God did not say, have your children for other people to look after for you. Hey, the Bible says, if anybody cannot look after his family, even his own household, the Bible says, is 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 not a Christian. It's worse than an infidel. It's worse than unbeliever. So being a Christian also means that we should show example of Christ and be compassionate. Look after our children. So, Christian, the reason why I'm saying this, there are a lot of us Christian, there are people that have made mistakes in their choices and are still making mistakes in their choices. They want to come unto you with body and they want to make sure that they pull you down. Don't allow that to happen. They will eventually put the burden on you. Hallelujah. But it's up to you to either See, take it or leave it. Don't let it happen. Hey, I'm not saying you should not be nice. So, many of us, we have financial body because this one come, you give money. That one come, you give money. I remember sometimes ago, my wife can borrow money from credit card to give to people. And we will have our own trouble here to sort. So we'll be, I said to her, I said, when will you stop this? I said, let me tell you something. We need to be realistic. 
a lot of time. A lot of time. People will, people will make choices. They make choices. And when they make that choices, do not carry the burden for them. I'm not saying you should not help. But don't risk your family. Don't risk your life because you want to help people who have made their choices. Let's be frank. Let's be realistic. Our culture in Africa is very, very good. But our culture is bad because people, people who, are, who are making choices, they are not thinking of what tomorrow will bring. They are not thinking about tomorrow. And when they look at you, they will say, Oh, our brother is not good. Hey, our sister is not good. Oh, that you go. Oh, that you go. Could you help anybody? So, as the Lord created you to be helping everybody. I remember, I normally say this story. I remember something that happened to me. There was somebody, there was somebody that, that it, 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 this daughter needed something. And we tried our best, we gave that thing. I don't want to mention the, 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 the amount. And when I went home, the father was telling me, why did you give my daughter money without telling me? You know, was asking me, was not telling me that I've done wrong because I gave his daughter money without telling him. And I was just thinking, I said, look, what do you mean? It's my money that I've given to your daughter to pay the school fees. So all these things will happen. And as Christians, if you want to say we want to carry people's body, let me tell you, we will also have problem ourselves. So let people let people understand your stand so that you they will not continue to give you body. Another thing that I want to advise Christians, I'm not saying you should not borrow money to people, but you are not a bank. You are not a bank. Uh, my sister. Yes, sir. Uh, what do you think about Christian borrowing Christian money? Christian borrowing Christian money. Yes. Well, yes. Maybe from the experience me have had, I think we need to separate um, uh, business from um, religion. That's the way I see it. <laughs> if a Christian needs money, let them, let them go to the financial houses to go and borrow money, not from Christians like that. Because uh, most times, it causes problems between us. I've been practical about it. Might not be the ideal thing, but no, no, no. You are right now. Go on. You are right. God bless you, my sister. Yeah, it causes lots of problem and causes lots of bad blood. Yes, between Christians and um, although I borrow my Bible tells me that I shall be back, I shall learn to nation, and uh, I'm supposed to be there to support our Christian people. But most often than not, they take it for granted. They take it for granted and. At, at the end of the day, it causes more problems than good. So I would expect, even as Christians, anything we are doing, let us be professional in dealing with it, so that at the end of the day, we will not have any problem with anybody. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Yeah, yeah my I sister. Mean, you I are... just want to say, if anybody approaches you for money, they want to borrow off you, if you have something that you can give out to that person, that you can part with, then you can give it to that person. Yeah. Because most of the time, yes, when we borrow money out, it will be difficult to pay it back. Or instead of giving it ma'am. just as you gave it to them, they will be bringing it 50 pounds today, 100 pounds tomorrow, and the entire <laughs> money will be scattered about, and there will not be any account for it. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My own opinion about mm-hmm. it, like Brother Paul will say, he said my own opinion. My own opinion about it is that 
You see, a lot of time, we normally miss Christianity with, uh, you know, we normally miss friendship with Christianity. Mm -hmm. That sometimes people can be your friend without being a Christian. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time, Christian, we normally take ourselves for granted. Or mm -hmm. uh, if somebody wants to borrow money from you, or somebody comes to you for help, the first thing you need to do is that, ask God, what can I do? Do not be carried away by somebody telling you that uh, if you don't give me this thing tomorrow, I will die. Mm -hmm. People will come to you and they will make their need are so urgent that if you don't do it now, the gun will swallow them in the next hour. <laughs> and if you tell them that there's nothing you can do, you will still see them after 10 hours that they've not died. <laughs> so when people come to you, don't, 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 be, don't be carried away with emotion that they are brought to you. Number one, pray, God, what do you want me to do? If God tells you to give them something and God wants you to give it, give it. In the past, we have, we have had people who never asked us questions, who never asked us for help. There was a day I had a, I had a revelation that somebody needed, needed help and we did it immediately. There's one of our brother online now who can bear witness. We, that person needed help, and that time money as a value. We went to borrow money and give to this individual, and we didn't. We did not ask for the money back. And there was another day that we gave something to somebody, and God told me He has not sent me. We gave somebody help in UK here, and after giving the help, the, the Lord spoke to me. He said, "Ma, my son, I've not sent you." I heard that voice clear, and I was just thinking, God. What would you be telling me? And you know, after two months, I realized what God was saying. So, as Christian, I will not support you being a bank, a, ba a bank where people come to draw money. If people need money, let them go to the bank. If they need help and God has led you to help them, please help them. But don't let the help you are giving to them become a routine. That people will be coming to you every minute because they need them. And you, you will be doing it to your detriment. It's mm -hmm. not right. Recently, about a few years ago, somebody contacted me. And the person said he wanted about £2,000. I will mention this. And when this individual contacted me to say that I needed money. And I also don't have money. You know. I'm not working so, very yeah. well. Mm -hmm. I do all the I do ministry work. People don't even don't think that uh, how will this man is cope, how will this man coping? Because I do ministry work, I cannot do work, I cannot work. It's only the grace of God, you know. And this individual asked me, said, Can you please borrow me money? That I want to use this money for something. And I said, No problem. And I asked him, I said, What does your wife do? He said, My wife works with NHS. I said, glory be to God. I said, because your wife work, your wife work with NHS, what you need to do, you need, number one, you need to go and speak to your wife. Either to go and speak to the, uh, to the company that, uh, 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 that, that, go and speak to the company, your, your hospital, the hospital, that they can give money in advance or go to the bank. That the bank will borrow our money or she can get, uh, what do you call it, overdraft from the, from the bank. And through it, they can they'll be able to make it. And you know, because of that, this individual refused to talk to me for from that time. You know what? What happened is this: when you say no to people because you are not led to do it, 
you will they will only be mad at you once mm -hmm. and you might not be up you might not be happy once but when you borrow people money and they don't pay you back you will be sorrowful you will be sorrowful for life or, or else you just let it go so as christian we need to be careful uh, my brother is saying that the best the best is what the, the pastor said okay asking god to know what god wants us to do part, part time so let god lead you don't be carried away do you know there are many people today whose marriages are breaking down even among god's christian mm. because you are married and even to look after your family become a problem mm. your extended family be become priority to you as a christian mm. you are you call yourself a man of god but your extended family is a priority over your own family. It's even in the Western world. There are people in this country who will not joke with their money with their family. You know, you cannot even let your family enjoy the benefit of your money as a man, as a woman. But you, you want to have investment back home in Nigeria. You want to be giving people money back home in Nigeria. Oh, I'm very sorry to say this. When I say somebody's a fool. Uh, my brother has corrected me one day. I suddenly called a Christian fool. But it's in the Bible. Uh, Brother Paul said, Oh, yeah. foolish Galatians. Mm -hmm. Jesus also called them fool. He called them fool sometimes. So if you cannot use whatever you have, your money, to, to let it be of benefit to your immediate family, mm -hmm. your husband, your wife, your, 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 your wife, your children, you are a fool. So don't let the priority of people who have created problems for themselves. Don't let it take priority over your immediate family. Please be careful. And as we do that, the Lord God Almighty will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Another thing is that do not go extra mile and put your life at risk because you want to help others. There was somebody that died and that person was buried. I would like my wife to say the comment they passed at the burial ground. Can you say the comment, please? Okay. When this person was being buried, um, a man stood up and said, this man is too young to die because he wanted to satisfy people. He wanted to meet the needs of everybody that asked him for help for one thing or the other. That's the reason why he ended up in the grave today. He will have been alive if he has either to correction, if he has taken to advice when we were saying to him, you cannot do it for everybody. But he doesn't want to fail them. He, he, he took all their burdens upon himself, saying, oh, I've got to do this for my sister, I've got to do this for my brother, my extended relative, my this, my that, and the other. So, in the end, he died because he walked himself to death. So, the man said, this man will have been alive today mm -hmm. because he, he, the man was walking like from one, like work, work, one, from, job, from from one, one job to, to the, the other. other. From night shift to day shift. To, to day from shift. From day shift to night to shift. Night shift. Back was, to back. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Was doing bank. The man would do uh, the normal work and we also go and do bank. Hmm. Bank job. The man was not resting because he doesn't want to disappoint people back at, back at home. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he died, nobody remember him. And the, uh, his friend, he has said, Ah, my friend. Say we talk about Edeni. You pay ah. Like Baja Baja came and said, like Baja, like Baja came and said, we also parare that you kill yourself because you don't want to disappoint men. Hmm. And let me tell us today as Christian, if you say you don't want to disappoint men and you kill yourself when you get to heaven, I don't, I don't think you are going to get to heaven anyway, because if you walk yourself to death, you have, you have, you have not done 
what God wants you to do to be wise. So when you if you kill yourself because you want to help people, let me tell you, you are, it's your family that will suffer. So let us be let be, let be what let us be wise. Let be wise, and I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So as from today, let's do something with our life. Do something with your life. Whatever you don't need, don't buy it. And let's teach our children. Our children, most especially the teenager ones, don't buy everything that comes to your mind. Eh? Don't buy everything that comes to your mind. Even adults. There are many adults too that uh, when they see new phone, no. they buy it every time. We buy things on impulse. They buy things on impulse. Mm -hmm. My iPad, I've been using this iPad now for many years. Even there are some updates that the iPad cannot do. And because it cannot have it me for now, I'm not thinking of buying another one. Don't buy another one if you don't need it. Please. I don't want you to live your life because others are doing it. Don't live your life to please others. You know, uh, before I finish, I remember something a few years ago that we, want, we are thinking of changing our car. And uh, we are thinking of buying another car, changing our car. And one day, something just came to me and said, why do you need to? And I said to my husband, look, this car is suffering us. It's not, the car has not broken down. When we want to drive it, it takes us wherever we want to go. I said, what do you want to achieve? Do, do I want to impress somebody by changing my car? I said, no. I'm not led that we should change this car for now. I'll, I'll be driving this car. There's no way I go with the car. That car will not take me to. And my car, your car is not your, what do you call it? Your, your testers, it doesn't, doesn't come with the type of car you drive mm -hmm. in UK here. Yeah. It's in Nigeria that people use car and they say, oh, it's definitely the it's best a big car. Man, no? It's a big man. In this country, your car, the car you drive does not mean you are a big man. That there are people that will drive big car, but when you get to their house, they don't have a good place to sleep. So look after yourself. Being financially okay is about you being able to manage your finances very well. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Before we finish, does anybody have a question? Children, do you have a question? Any question from you? Any question? My sister. Yes, sir. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? If there's no question before we before we pray. No, sir. Okay. I want us to pray that the Lord God Almighty will help us. The Lord will help us. Let's pray that the Lord will help us. Let's pray that the Lord will help us. The Lord will help us. The Lord will help us. The Bible says, you know. God, gold and silver is mine, say as the Lord, and it's the will of God that will prosper. I want us to pray today. Say, Father, in whatever way I've made mistake in my finances, Father, help me to correct it. Father, help me to correct all my mistakes that I've made. Help me, O oh God, to live in a way that will bring blessing unto me, in a way that will help me you not know, to get into into resources of heaven. Father, help me to live in a way that will help me to, to have access to resources of heaven in the name of Christ. Say, Father, because your word says gold and silver is mine. I pray, O Lord, my God. I pray, O Lord, my God. I pray, let the gold and silver that have, that have created for me help me to possess it in Jesus' name. Help me to possess the gold and silver that, that, have, that 
that, that have made for me in Jesus' name. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 10 22, the blessing of the Lord make it rich and add no sorrow. Say, Father, let your blessing come upon my life. Let your blessing come upon my life. Let your blessing come upon my life. The Bible says, My thought for you is of good, not of evil to give you expected death. Say, Father, let your thought of blessing, let your thought of blessing, let it come unto me in the name of Jesus Christ. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.